Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson about action verbs. As you can see, this is part two. About a month ago, a little over a month ago, I did a lesson on action verbs. I think it was called basic action verbs. This English lesson will be a little more advanced. Actually, more intermediate. These are action verbs that we use quite commonly but they're kind of a level above the basic action words. Um for example, instead of shut the door or close the door, sometimes we slam the door. So, that will be one of the action verbs that you will learn in this English lesson. I do have some video clips prepared. So, you'll see all of these action verbs in action. That makes the lesson just a little bit more exciting. Uh but once again, welcome to this English lesson about action verbs part two. Slam. So, this is something you do with usually a door. Sometimes when you get out of your car, you close the door. Sometimes you shut the door. But if you close it really fast and hard, we use the verb slam. It's not a good idea to slam a door. In a house, you can shut a door or close a door but you can also slam a door. Sometimes you slam a door shut by accident. Sometimes you don't know your own strength and so you push the door too hard but sometimes people will slam a door when they're angry. Sometimes when people are angry, uh they will walk away. They'll go through a door and they'll slam the door because they're angry. Maybe they get out of the car and they're angry with the person who they were in the car with and they might slam the door. So, let's watch that one more time. When a door is shut really quickly and it usually makes a loud noise, we say that you have slammed the door. Pounce. So, this is something that mostly animals do. You can see that this cat has found something in the lawn. Maybe it's a small bug. Maybe a cricket or a grasshopper and the cat has decided to pounce on it. When an animal pounces, it's a fun word to say, isn't it? When an animal pounces, they go from being very, very still to jumping forward quickly, usually with their front two paws. So, let's watch the cat one more time. The cat will pounce on a small insect in the lawn and I think maybe it caught it because it doesn't run in any other direction. It must have pounced and caught it. So, I don't have a video for this one but pry is when you use something like this tool which is called a crowbar to kind of open something up or to make something move. We often use the word pry when we're using a stick or a tool to kind of take something apart. This person is going to pry this piece of wood off of the wall. We even sometimes call this a pry bar. I call it a crowbar but you can also call it a pry bar. A tool that you use to pry something. If you play cards, before you deal the cards, you need to shuffle the cards. You can see that this person is playing a game called Uno. It's a really fun game by the way. Um but they have decided they need to shuffle the cards before they deal the cards. So, when you shuffle the cards, you mix the cards up. You want to make sure that the cards are not in order anymore. You want to make sure that everyone gets a random card when you deal the cards. So, you shuffle the cards. 
flatten. I couldn't find a good example of flatten. This was the best one. When you flatten something, you make it flat. My hand is not flat. If I push down, I can make my hand flat. I can flatten my hand. This person is cooking something. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what it is but they have this heavy thing that they're putting on top of the food to flatten the food. When you flatten something, uh, you make it so that it's even and usually quite thin. Um, sometimes when I put an egg in the pan, um, I will break the yolk and I will flip it and then I will push down with the spatula to flatten the egg. So, when you make something flat, we use the verb flatten. Now, there's a number of ways to describe what's happening here. You could say that this person is using the hammer to hit the nail. You can say the person is using the hammer to strike the nail but we usually sometimes, I shouldn't say usually, we sometimes use the word pound. You can pound a nail in. You can pound a piece of wood into the ground. So, whenever you pound, you have something that has to go into something else and you need to hit it usually with a hammer. Jen and I sometimes pound stakes into the ground outside. Pieces of wood with a point on the end and we pound them into the ground with a large hammer. So, when you pound something in, it means you make it go in to something else. He is uh, using the hammer to pound the nail into the wood. Swat. So, Actually, this morning, there was a fly flying around me and I was doing this. Uh, in fact, I think the last time I taught the word swat, the same thing happened. Uh, you can see that this person is swatting. When you swat, sorry to flip from the ing form to the normal form. When you swat, you do this with your hand. You can also do this with a fly swatter. A fly swatter is uh, something you use to swat flies. But anytime you do this action, especially when there are bugs around, we say that you are um, swatting. You have decided to swat the bug, usually to get rid of it. So, when you yank on something, it means to pull it but to pull it really, really hard. To use a lot of strength when you pull it. So, this person has decided to yank on this door. It's kind of the opposite of slam in some ways. When you slam a door, you close it with lots of strength. When you yank on something or when you yank on a door, you try to pull it open with all kinds of strength. It's not the same as open though, okay? Uh yank is what you would do just before something does open. So, he is trying to open the door by yanking on it and it probably isn't moving. He's using as much strength as possible to pull on it. Shove. So, I really tried hard to find a video clip of someone shoving someone else but I couldn't. So, this is the only thing I could find. When you shove someone, it means you push them and maybe they go off balance. It's obviously not a nice thing to do to someone. You don't want to shove someone. Sometimes when you're waiting in line, you accidentally shove someone. When you turn, you might shove them by accident but generally, a shove would be an intentional push. That means you decided to do it. 
with one or both hands and you make the person move in the other direction. I would say this. Kids sometimes shove each other. If you hand out candy and the kids are excited, they might shove another kid out of the way while they run to get candy from you. So, if you're visiting someone who has kids and you're giving them candy, they might shove each other as they try to get candy. You can see that this bread bag, they have decided to twist the plastic bag at the end and then put a twist tie on it. So, when you twist something, you do this. You can twist a cork out of a bottle. So, it involves turning sometimes multiple times. Someone took this bread bag and they twisted the end and then they put the little green twist tie on it so that it will stay closed. So, when you twist something, it involves turning um and I'm trying to think of another example of twist. You can twist your hair. I obviously can't but you can twist your hair if you want as well. Unscrew. So, when you have a screwdriver and if there are screws in something, you can unscrew them. So, this means you put the tip of the screwdriver into the screw and you turn counterclockwise. I think that's universal around the world. I'm pretty sure everyone turns uh counterclockwise to unscrew something. In English, we say righty tighty, lefty loosey. I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase. It's to remind people that when you're unscrewing something or if you're taking um a nut off a bolt, if you turn to the left, lefty loosey, uh <laughs> righty tighty, lefty loosey, you can remember. But anyways, this person has decided to unscrew the screws from this door. So, you can see they're using a screwdriver to do that. We have the verb swing. We use this a lot when talking about sports. When you play golf, you swing the golf club just like this gentleman is. When you play baseball, you swing the bat. I'm sure in cricket, you swing the bat as well. It's anytime you have something in your hand and you do this kind of motion. Uh you can swing a stick. You can go outside and swing a stick but it always involves having something in your hand. Although, you can swing your arm at someone too. So, I take that back. You don't have to have something in your hand to swing. Um by the way, someone did ask about the verb shuffle whether it had other meanings. It does. You can shuffle your feet. You can shuffle the songs on your playlist on your phone so that they play in random order and swing as well. Um you can swing on a swing. Um sometimes these verbs have more meanings than just the one I'm teaching and uh sometimes I don't cover them all. So, sorry about that. Cover. So, this is a barbecue and someone has decided to cover it. In Canada, we often cover our barbecues in the winter to protect them from the snow and rain and cold weather. People who have really fancy cars sometimes will cover their car. They'll park their car in the garage and they'll put a cover on it. They'll cover their car with a cover. By the way, in English, this barbecue is covered. They decided to cover it. They decided to cover it by putting a cover on it. So, it's both a noun and a verb. Uncover. So, obviously, this is the opposite. You see this trophy here had something over top of it. And in order to let people see it, they decided to uncover it. 
So, the action of taking something, a blanket or fabric or a cover, the action of taking it off, we would use the verb uncover. This trophy, not sure what this is for. I should have done a bit more research. Looks pretty fancy though. They've decided to uncover it. This is something we do in Canada a lot in the winter. We scrape. This isn't just a verb though for scraping snow or ice off your car. You can scrape the bottom of a frying pan. If you cook something and the food gets stuck, you scrape the bottom of the frying pan. Um definitely in the winter, I scrape ice off my windows before I drive my car. It's the action of removing something from something else that's kind of stuck on there. The ice is stuck to the window. So, I need to scrape it off. I need to use my strength and a small scraper to scrape it. In a frying pan, the food might be stuck to the bottom of the pan and you need to scrape it off. Fluff. So, sometimes you fluff your pillow. Um we actually use fluff up. We add the word up quite often but fluff will work. If your pillow is really flat, if you slept on your pillow all night and you have flattened your pillow by rolling your head around on it, there's the word flatten again. You can fluff your pillow. You can fluff up your pillow. You can kind of do this to it to make it a little more rounded and thicker again. So, you kind of fluff the pillow. I fluff up my pillow before I go to sleep every night. Spread. So, this morning, I had an egg and I put it on a piece of toast but before I put the egg on toast, I spread some butter on the toast. Not this much butter. (laughs) This person has decided to spread an unhealthy amount of butter uh, on their toast. It might also be margarine by the way Um, but when you spread, You usually use a knife or another tool to put a thin layer of something on something else. You spread butter on a piece of toast. You can also use spread to talk about um putting something on the ground. You can spread salt on the sidewalk in the winter to melt the ice. So, anytime you distribute something, I guess would be a more formal verb. Um or whenever you do this kind of action, we use the verb spread. You spread it on the toast. That looks yummy by the way. I wonder why it's not melting. The toast doesn't seem very hot. Usually, the butter that I put on my toast melts right away. Sprinkle. So, sometimes I sprinkle some chocolate chips on top of my ice cream. Sometimes I sprinkle. I'm trying to think of another word for sprinkle. When you make a birthday cake, you might sprinkle some toppings on top but when you sprinkle, you do exactly this. You take a little bit of something and you kind of do this action. Does my hand match the (laughs) does my hand match the video clip? You take a little bit of salt and you kind of sprinkle the salt or you take a little bit of spices and you sprinkle them on your food. So, you take a small amount of something and you kind of drop it on top of something else. Um this isn't how I put salt on my food though. I usually just use the salt shaker. I shake it. A slide. So, you can slide a lot of things but in general, yeah, it means to move along something without moving your arms or legs. This kid has decided to slide down the slide. 
Um you can slide something across something. Like if this was sitting on my hand, I can slide it across my hand. So, anytime a person and a thing or two things are moving against each other, we use the verb slide. So, you can slide from one end to the other. Um you can slide on ice. You can run and then stop moving your feet and you will slide across the ice. That's always fun to do by the way. I like doing that every once in a while. I like to slide on ice. Even at my age, it's a lot of fun. So, whenever a birthday is approaching or when Christmas is approaching here, we buy each other presents and before we give the present, we wrap the present. So, we take the present and we put paper on the outside so the person can't see what it is. You can see in this picture, the person has some wrapping paper and they have a gift and they have decided to wrap the gift. So, they're gonna put wrapping paper on the outside to kind of disguise what it is you are looking at. So, they've decided to wrap the gift and they've decided to uh keep it a secret until the day they give it to someone. Measure. When you build something or when you need to cut something or when you need to put something in a specific spot, you will measure. You will spend some time with a measuring tape. That's what this is or a ruler and you will measure. You will figure out how many centimeters it is or how many inches it is. If you have a piece of wood and you need to cut it at 32 centimeters, you will measure the piece of wood and you will put a pencil mark and then you will cut it at 32 centimeters. So, when you measure something, it means you use uh something like a tape measure in order to make sure the length is the length it's supposed to be. You will measure it. It's spring here and a lot of people have decided to mow their lawn. They have decided to get out their lawnmower. They've decided the grass is too long and they need to mow it. We actually have this exact lawnmower. This isn't me but uh this person has decided to mow their lawn. What I will say though is I don't often pull the lawnmower backwards. That's a new one for me. I generally push the lawnmower forwards and then turn around at the end but when your lawn is long, sometimes you need to mow your lawn. If you live in an apartment, you don't have this problem but if you live uh in a house and you have a lawn, you need to mow your lawn. Okay, be careful. There's gonna be a bit of violence here. This oh, she decided to slap him. So, again, you shouldn't ever hit people but this particular kind of hit is called a slap. It's when you do this to someone. Um when you have your hand open and you do this. There, I just slapped myself. Um I'm going to stop the clip because I don't want you to have to watch someone getting slapped over and over again. Uh but sometimes if you're watching a TV show, someone might be angry at someone else and they might slap that person. They might decide they're so angry they're going to hit the person and they hit them with their open hand across the face. They slap them. When you go on a trip, you need to pack. When you pack, you put all of your stuff in a suitcase or in a bag. We also use this verb to talk about moving. When you move from one place to another, you will pack. You will pack your suitcase or you will pack your boxes. You will pack your bags. 
So, anytime you are going on a trip or moving, you will pack before you go. You will put all of your clothes and the things you need into a suitcase or into um a bag. Sorry, let me just get to where I'm supposed to be here. There we go. Scrub. So, we talked about scrape and scrub is similar but it's usually used with soap and water and a sponge or a cloth. This person is going to or they already did scrub this glass. Now, they're rinsing it by the way. So, right here. So, this is they're scrubbing it. So, using a sponge and some soap and water, they've decided to rub the glass really hard and the verb we use is scrub. I know it rhymes with rub but that is the verb we would use to describe this action to scrub right there. That's a scrub. So, when you have I think I've done this. Did I do this in the last lesson? This might have been one of the basic action verbs. I'm not sure how this slipped in here but this person has decided to fold this piece of paper. They have a piece of paper. They don't want to leave it flat. For some reason, they want to fold it. So, they do this and they press it down. They do this. You can see in this little video clip, the person has decided to fold the piece of paper that they have. When you go and watch a performance, you will often clap at the end. We call this applause. Um when you hear someone play a really good piece of music, when they're done, you might clap to show your appreciation. You might clap to uh celebrate the fact that your team won the game. You might all clap. Um if someone sings a beautiful song, you're at a concert, when they are done, you will put your hands together like this and you will clap. In fact, when someone asks an audience to clap, they often say that. They'll say, put your hands together for Bob the Canadian. He's going to sing us a little song. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna sing but yes. Uh whistle. Oh, this lady is really whistling. Maybe I'll uh, let you watch the clip for a couple seconds and then we'll pause her. She's a little too excited for me but whistle. I'm not a very good whistler is when you put your lips like that and then you make sounds. Some people can whistle on tune and can whistle songs. It's something enjoyable. Some people like to sing. Some people like to hum. Some people like to whistle. One of the first things babies do when they start to move uh, is they start to crawl. When you crawl, you move on all fours. Right here, this baby has decided to crawl along the floor. So, they are mobile. They are able to move. Babies when they are first born are not mobile. They can't move but eventually, they learn to crawl uh, before they learn to walk. So, we talked about the verb to shake a little earlier but this is someone who has made themselves a drink and they need to shake it probably to mix it up. This person probably put some stuff in their cup, maybe some water and some sort of uh looks like some sort of protein powder or something and now they need to shake the cup in order to mix everything. So, when you shake something, you you very quickly move it. Sometimes people will shake a present. After you wrap a present, sometimes kids will shake the present um to listen to what's inside to see if they can guess what it is. 
Um, often when you uh, make a drink like this, you'll put a lid on and you'll shake it just to make sure that it is well mixed and blended before you actually drink it. There we go. Pour. So, if you want a drink, you need to pour yourself a glass of water or pour yourself a glass of milk. Sometimes when people come over, I will pour them a drink. I will say, hey, would you like some juice or water? I'll pour you a drink. So, the action of moving a liquid from one container to another, in this case, from a pitcher to a glass. If you uh, turn the pitcher like this so the water comes out, we use the verb to pour. So, you pour the water into the glass. And okay, I don't like this video. This is I cannot handle watching this. Uh spill. When you spill something, it's usually a liquid and it means that it it falls out where it's not supposed to. If I accidentally knocked this glass, I would say that I spilled the water. When you spill water or when you spill something like uh soda or pop on something, it's never a good idea especially if it's some kind of electronics like this computer. You don't want to spill water on a computer. Um when you spill water on the ground, you just wipe it up but when you spill water on a computer or something else, you you are stressed because you may have broken it. So, here we go. Spill. It's not nice when you spill something. Um Water's the easiest thing to clean up by the way. Uh pop or soda is not easy. If you don't clean it up really well, it gets sticky. And then of course, if you do spill something, you need to wipe. We sometimes use the phrasal verb wipe up but you can just say, I'm going to wipe the counter. I'm going to wipe the table. Um if I spilled something, I would use up. I would say, I'm going to wipe up the pop that I just spilled. I'm going to wipe it up. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.